Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this week, our episode is a little bit different than we normally do, and that's because life has been crazy. <laughs> yeah, we, as many of you know, because I think we mentioned it in our last episode, me and Ashley went to Utah for the UCLA-Utah meet, so we spent five days there, mm-hmm. and then we got back super, super late Sunday, basically like Monday. It was technically Monday, because yeah. it was like one in the morning. <laughs> and then we had to resume life, you know, full-time jobs, all of that. Getting caught up on things. Unpacking. I still have not unpacked. I'm looking right now as I speak, I'm looking at my luggage on the floor of our apartment. <laughs> So, so life has been hard. <laughs> which is why we are uploading on a Friday instead of a Monday. And why this is not going to be edited or have an intro, outro, anything. We are quite literally just sitting down, speaking into the microphone, and going with it. <laughs> and we really wanted to make sure that we put an episode out just because I feel like the longer we wait, the meat is going to lose its relevance. I mean, not necessarily, but we wanted to talk about it while it was still fresh. Not like at the end of the season be like, by the way, let's talk about our trip to Utah. So that's kind of what this is. It's not really going to be a recap of last week, per se, just because there's still a lot of meets that me and Ashley have not watched. We've watched some of them, but we've been trying to catch up. And so we're going to talk about, like, the major things that happened, and then we're mostly going to just talk about UCLA, Utah, and our experience there. So to start, we should talk about all of the tens that happened last week, because there was so many. (laughs) Yeah, I think there was 11 total. So, I have a list here. We have Abby High School and Sierra Brooks from Michigan, back-to-back 10s on vaults. They did that at Rutgers, which, remember, last year at Rutgers, that was when Michigan had Gabby Wilson get a 10 on floor in the anchor spot, and then they went to vault, and Raina got a 10 in the leadoff spot, and then Natalie, Sierra, and Abby, I forget which one came first, but they, it was Abby, and then Sierra fell. Then who was the other 10? Oh, wait, was Gabby, Raina, and Natalie? Yes, it was four tens total, three on ball. Anyways, fun fact, that was almost a year ago to the day of that meet. It was technically like one day off, but isn't that crazy? So Like San Marina, basically a year apart. Yeah, Michigan put up a 198.3, which is their second highest score in program history. So I think Michigan should compete at Rutgers Every me of the season for the rest of life. The judges at Rutgers love Michigan, and Michigan loves Rutgers. <laughs> so in addition to Abby and Sierra, Luisa Blanco got a 10 on beam. I haven't seen that one yet. That was one of the meets that we haven't had a chance to watch yet. Um, Suni Lee, double 10s on bars and beam. Queen. Miley that. O'Keefe got a 10 on beam. We were there for that one. And then Aaliyah Finnegan, the first 10 of her career on floor. Very well deserved. It was so deserved. I mean, she's been doing floor routines very similar to that week after week. I mean, she's had a couple in there that have had mistakes or little blips. But for the most part, Aaliyah's been doing, like, copy-paste floor routines every single week. Yeah. She's been nailing the Arabian double front. Yeah. It's so, so good. Her performance quality is, without a doubt, the best on that team. It's unmatched. Super, super well-deserved, so very happy for her. And then her former Gage teammate, Leanne Wan, also got double tens. This is the second time this season that she's got tens on bars and beam in the same meet. So shout out to Leanne. She's becoming the 10-0 queen over here. And then Maya Huin, of course, on floor. That's her first 10 of the season on that event. And then Jessica Hutchinson from Denver got a 10 on floor with her mom's 1992 Olympic floor routine. I mean, it's not like completely the same, but it's the same music, a lot of the same moves. 
It's a tribute to her mother in her Olympic floor routine. So really cool to see her get a 10 with that routine. That's so special. Another team that I have to shout out is Ohio State. We talked about them, I think it was last week. I can't recall, honestly. But Ashley and I did. Yeah, we did mention them because we did the broadcast the following week. Um, Ohio State, Michigan on BTM+. Plus. We did the commentary for that and... We were talking about how great Ohio State has been looking, and they also got their second highest score in program history with a 197.575. So Ohio State is absolutely crushing it this season. Big Ten Gymnastics is on the rise in general. There is, I think, seven teams right now that are in the top 20. Hold on, let me actually fact check that. Well, and I'll say that Ohio State is currently the third highest Big Ten team. Michigan's obviously number one, being second in the nation. Michigan State is 12th, and then Ohio State is 14th. So, you know, we talk a lot about Michigan State and the rise of that program, but Ohio State is right behind them. So it's really exciting. There's actually seven in the top 25, which is still like super, super impressive. So the Big Ten is making moves and, you know, I'm really hoping that in the coming years we can see them challenge with a conference like the SEC in this level of competitiveness and seeing, you know, how many teams can actually step up and contend for the Big Ten title, how many teams will make it to the final day of regionals, make it onto nationals even. It's really exciting to see the Big Ten become more competitive. Well, and this is the, you know, kind of conference that has so many teams teams that could on any given day make it to nationals you know we've seen obviously Michigan we've seen Minnesota there in recent years but I feel like I could totally see a team like Michigan State or Ohio State in a regional that's maybe a tough regional to get out of but having a really good meet and you know potentially moving on to nationals especially if another top team doesn't do their best which we all know happens at regionals so yeah (laughs) they're definitely the kind of teams that can upset yeah and that you have to be at your best to be like you can't just go in and think oh we got this like it's just Ohio State it's just Michigan State like they're not that team they maybe were at one point in time but they're not anymore like you better watch out or they're gonna steal your spot and go to nationals over you (laughs) I wish that we had more to talk about but you know like we said off the top we haven't really had a chance to watch very many of the meets from last weekend we're still kind of playing catch-up and as we're sitting here recording this, it's Friday, and we have you know, Michigan versus Minnesota this evening, so we're already getting into the next week of college gymnastics, which is crazy how fast time flies, but um, I guess we could talk a little bit about the Utah, I always called it the Utah-UCLA trip, as if, like, <laughs> that's what the entire trip encompassed, was just that me, which honestly it did, like, that, that was the was, reason why we were there. Yeah, that was definitely the reason that we went Obviously, Utah, UCLA are two amazing programs with a very intense rivalry. And if I ever envisioned us going to that matchup, I would have thought that it would have came at UCLA. Like, we would have went to UCLA to see UCLA, Utah. Not necessarily going to Utah, but as you all know, Abby Brenner transferred to Utah from Michigan And she's killing it over there. And she actually invited us out, got us tickets to the meet. And we actually had really good seats. So super thankful to Abby for getting us tickets because I feel like that meet in particular would be really hard to get good tickets to. Well, we were looking online and granted when we were looking it was super late in the game anyways but there was like only single seats available in random select spots and a lot of them were like up in the rafters pretty much yeah and and more expensive than 
I think one would typically expect, especially mm-hmm. when we go to like Michigan meets all the time and it's like super cheap. And then you see, I mean, like UCLA, Utah, and you're like, oh, this ticket is like 30 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so but that was resale. That was resale. It was on, true. Uh, it was on Ticketmaster. It was on StubHub. StubHub. Yeah. yeah. And people always jack the prices up on StubHub. But anyways, um, 13,903 fans for this meet. So definitely, aside from Olympic trials in 2021, definitely, I think the biggest crowd that we've been a part of. Oh, 100%. And for a college meet, that is for sure the biggest crowd that we've been a part of. Mm-hmm. Something, though, that really stood out to me and you, and it's something that you know Abby talked about as well to us, is the fans and how passionate they are like Utah they really love their gymnastics and it's not even necessarily that they love Utah gymnastics I mean obviously they do they do (laughs) but like that's not what I'm saying but they just love good gymnastics like they'll cheer on UCLA they'll cheer on any team that goes in that arena they just love good gymnastics I feel like the crowd was really respectful which is not something that maybe several years ago I would have thought about Utah because you know there was the whole like newspaper thing with the student section during UCLA's beam and which they were told not to do that anymore yeah so they don't do that but they still have a really nice loud hype student section and then just the energy throughout the entire arena just like you said really really passionate fans that love good gymnastics and appreciate good gymnastics and that are willing to cheer for even if it's the rival team in UCLA good gymnastics when they see it the crowd absolutely appreciates it which I thought that was really special and something that we noticed and actually Utah's SID mentioned to us as well and then we actually really saw it in real life in action in the arena like we processed it during the meet utah has a really i don't want to say an old fan base like as if it's all just elderly people in the stands but they're not there's not as many kids at the gymnastics meet as you would see at maybe some other schools yeah it's a lot of adults it is a lot of older people but I think that goes to show just, like, the history of the program. The longevity of the program. Yeah, like, some of these people have been season ticket holders for years and years and years. And they're still coming. And they've said that their attendance has, you know, dwindled a little bit because of COVID. And that's something that I think we've seen all around the country. Um, just especially with an older fan base. People not necessarily wanting to come out just because of COVID and the fear of getting sick and not even just COVID literally any illness I mean there's it's flu season it's all the things mm-hmm. um not seeing as many people from older demographics coming out especially when you can watch it on tv but I mean they still are getting like the one of the biggest turnouts consistently in all of college gymnastics yeah, yeah. and it was really cool just to be a part of that honestly yeah. well you watch it on tv and kind of like I said already like we didn't ever really necessarily expect that we would be there in that environment um, but we're given the opportunity to because of Abby. So we were super, super thankful for that. And it was just so cool to check that off of our gymnastics man bucket list. You know, I'd like to go to every college, see every arena. Oh, 100%. Even teams that I'm not necessarily a fan of. Like, I don't consider myself an LSU fan necessarily, but you can bet that I'd go to an LSU meet just to experience their arena, their home fans. Yeah, it's just part of the experience as a gym fan. And I feel like... If you were presented with the opportunity to, why would you not, you know? Mm -hmm. But the meet itself was incredible. Some highlights, I think Jillian Hoffman, right from the get-go, nailing her vault. That's the second week in a row that she stuck that. 9975. And I think if she would have pulled her feet together at the end, so one judge did go 10, obviously, but I think if she would have pulled those heels together, both judges may have gone 10. So maybe that's something that in the future she can do and then she'll get that 10. 
But, I mean, such a good vault and super exciting when she sticks it and the car goes crazy. So after the meet, we went out to dinner with Abby and then Crystal Issa and, you know, the families. And they said that she doesn't stick her vault in practice very often. Which I'm not believing at this point. She must have a way of turning it on in competition because this is the second time now in a row that she stuck that vault. And it's a new vault for her. Like... She has not done this vault in the past, so whatever she's doing, it's working for her. <laughs> Other highlights from the me, of course, Miley O'Keefe on beam. Honestly, Utah's entire beam rotation is really fun to watch. It's magical. Going from, you know, Kara Aker to Miley O'Keefe. It's just, they just have so many beautiful gymnasts in that lineup, and there was a couple routines. I think they were building up to that 10, and by the time Miley got up on the beam, it was like, okay, if she hits this, she's gonna get a 10. Yeah. And I think there was maybe, like, some questionable scoring in that beam lineup. I will be honest with you, I think watching it live in person, I didn't necessarily feel that way, but going back and re-watching the broadcast, for example, Grace's mount, we could not see that. Yeah. She was, like, a little bit off. Like, her body was, like, her off he- the her side hips, of the beam. Her hips weren't completely in line with the beam. And then she, like, lifted up and moved herself back center with the beam. But, like, in the arena, from where we were sitting, which is pretty much the judge's angle, we were, like, directly on the side of the beam. I couldn't see that. No. And maybe I just wasn't paying that close of attention. It's hard in an environment like that. It's so overstimulating that, you know, I could blink and miss something. Or maybe I looked away for a split second. So it's possible that I just missed but, it. But I didn't <laughs> notice it I guess after. it goes to show you that if you're doing that, judges could be doing that too. <laughs> she had a 9.975 that probably was a little tad too high. Um, some people were questioning Miley O'Keefe's beam score. I'm not really too mad about that one. I think... Her leap, she had like a slight, I don't know if you'd call it adjustment, but I, w- I wouldn't even call it an adjustment, honestly. I'd have to go back and rewatch it and actually pay like super close attention. But my initial I've thought- I've seen more egregious tens than that. <laughs> so, for sure, for sure. There wasn't anything like glaringly wrong with the routine. Um, I guess maybe just nitpicky stuff, but... And you could always knock any score down. Like, you could really argue that no routine is ever a 10. Like, you can always find something. Mm-hmm. But I, in the moment, was... You know, I watched that routine, and I thought it was great, and I thought it was deserving of a 10. Um, I think Selena Harris was really underscored on floor. She, yeah, even on beam a little bit as well, if I'm remembering correctly. I feel like the judges didn't like Selena Harris here, which is a little bit rude. I saw (laughs) somebody say, which I kind of thought about this, and I was like, you know, they have a point. Do you think the judges were trying to help McKenna Smith get... (laughs) Pac-12 freshman of the week. <laughs> I mean, who who knows? <laughs> it that's it that's the word on the street, guys. That's the theory. It didn't work, though, because Selena Harris got, what, I think her fourth fourth or fifth consecutive freshman of the week honor. As so. she should, because she's so, so solid. Yeah, she's been really consistent, and it is so much fun. As with the entire UCLA floor rotation, so much fun to watch them perform. Me and Brittany had smiles plastered on our faces. We would occasionally just like look at each other and give each other a smile at certain parts because we just loved it so much it was so great to watch them perform i was living my best life during ucla's flirtation ucla is the kind of team that like i will travel very far if i have to just to watch them perform on floor that's why like Granted, this year, I think they're hosting the regional, so we probably won't go to that. But, like, anytime they're anywhere near us, and when I say near, I mean, like, even, like, a 10-hour drive. I consider that near. (laughs) That is near. Um, If we can drive there, it's near. Like, we will find a way to go if we can. Last year, I couldn't when they were in, was it North Carolina? They were at NC NC State. State and you were in Nashville for work work. stuff. But I was, I contemplated, like, 
And it physically caused me pain to not be there. In the evening, I was pretty much done working at that point, so I could have, like, left Nashville if I wanted to. (laughs) And I could have hopped on a flight. I literally, and do you remember, I texted you and I said, like, and I don't know if there was a part of me that was joking. Maybe there was a part of me that wasn't joking. No, what what it is, is you're joking, but if I was on board with it, you would have been, you would have been like, okay. Oh, I absolutely would have been. I, there was a part of me that was serious. I was like, let's get there. (laughs) Because it was just, okay, now we're going off topic. It was such a good meet. Anyways, we love UCLAM4. They're fun. I don't care what anyone else has to say. If you don't like UCLAM4, you're entitled to your opinion, but we love UCLAM4. They're a lot of fun to watch. I feel like everyone loves UCLAM4. Is that like an opinion that people don't like UCLAM4? There's some people out there that I think don't. And here's the thing, like, the choreography, I think, is best conveyed through a really great dancer. So UCLA does have people that perform really well and are naturally great dancers. They have good rhythm. So I think they could pull off anything that you give them. True. And maybe that's part of why we enjoy them so much on Floyd's because it's it's not necessarily the choreography. It's the way they're performing it. True. Because I will say Selena Harris's routine, the first time I watched it, I was like not that impressed with it. And Jordan Childs didn't stick with me. Like I liked her routine last year better than the one she had this year. But it's grown on me. But watching them perform it every week, the little like nuances and the faces they're making, how they completely just sell it. You can't help but smile and you can't help but be into it and enjoy it. Especially when you're watching it in person, I feel like it just hits different. So maybe at first the choreography wasn't some of my favorite UCLA choreography of all time, but now I'm finding that they are some of my favorite routines. Yeah, it They've grown on, on me somehow. So yeah, like I said, I think a lot of it has to do with the performance quality. So UCLA has always been really good at that. And yeah, it was fun to to see them in action as always. It's different when you're watching it in person as opposed to on the TV. And even just being in the arena and getting to like hear the music, it it sounds different Mm -hmm. in the arena than it does on TV. So it's just a different experience, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But it was a lot of fun. Um, We really enjoyed the meet. And then we also, the day before the meet, got to do a little tour of the facilities. So we got a tour of the Huntsman and the Dumpkey, which is where the team trains. And then all of the athletic facilities that kind of connect. I mean, you can go look. It's actually already up. It's on Inside Gymnastics' YouTube channel, the video that we did with Abby Brenner. Um, And you can see... She really walks us through the entire place. And everything connects, which I think is really cool and unique. Yeah, I'm you, sure there's other facilities out there that are similar to that. I'm sure somebody can come out of but, the woodworks and be like, oh, this place is like that. You don't but even, I've never seen that. Yeah, and you don't even necessarily have to go outside. Or if you do, it's like very minimal. Yeah. Like, you can get all the places you need to go while staying inside. From yeah. the Huntsmen all the way through the tunnels to the weight room to where they get their snacks. There's a pool. There's all kinds of stuff. You can keep weaving through. The locker room is back there. And then you keep weaving through. You go outside for, like, two seconds. And then you're at the door of the Dumpkey, which yeah. is where they train. Right. But It's really cool. So, they're doing some renovations on their facility. And I think the original plan was that they were going to have it done by this point. But um, they're still working on, you know, a new locker room for the team, having the coaches' offices be in the Dumpkey, where basically everything else with the team is. Right now, the coaches are in the Huntsman Center. What else are they working on? There's like a tranquility garden. I don't even know exactly what that is. Hot tubs. No phones allowed. Yeah, they pretty much are going to have everything that you could ever need and more. Yeah, they're doing like, they're calling it Legacy Hall, which is like, 
I believe, if I'm understanding correctly, it's where you're going to enter. And it's basically a shrine to the Utah Gymnastics Legacy and, you know, all of their national champions. And they're going to have the trophies in there because right now the trophies are in the Huntsman Center. And, you know, photos of the All-Americans and, you know, all the things. Um, it's like a, a museum almost. And then there's going to be an elevator that takes you upstairs. And there's the locker room and the coaches' offices and the team meeting room and all the things. Um, so and the gym will be downstairs. There's going to be an area where people can come in and watch. They said like donors, um, pretty much, you know, alumni fans, anyone who wants to come in and watch. Yeah. So a lot of it was still under renovation. You'll see that if you go watch the video, but the gym itself, I think for the most part is staying the same. I think they're going to take a couple of things down off the walls and move it to a different place, but um, really cool to get a look at another facility. Utah's gym is actually what inspired Michigan's gym, which obviously you guys know we spend a lot of time in Michigan's gym. So it's the windows. It's the, the floor to ceiling windows. Yeah. Which provides great lighting for TikToks, photos, videos. Oh, totally. <laughs> but that was something that when Bev and the Michigan team were looking to build the Shepherd gym where they're at now, they actually went to Utah and got a tour of that facility to kind of get some ideas for their own facility. So having spent so much time in Michigan's gym, it was cool to go and see the original gym. That inspired. <laughs> yeah, it. that inspired it all. So anything else that we wanted to tell the people? I mean, we had a great time in Utah. It's a beautiful state. We had a couple like lo- local people ask us like why we were in Utah and question us as if like you wouldn't go to Utah. That was so funny to me. We went to a cookie place called Ruby Snap that Abby recommended. So if you guys are ever in the Salt Lake City area, go to Ruby Snap. It was really Oh my good. gosh. It was so Better good. than Crumble. Yes. Better than Crumble. They're smaller cookies, which I think is perfect because Crumble is so big and you're going to like throw up after you eat it. But Ruby Snap is like the perfect size cookie and they're fresh and they're warm. And, and they stay soft. Yes. It was ugh, so good. So I, anyways, that was one of the places we went to. Just a little recommendation. And the lady there was like, do you want to sign up for the rewards? And I was like, oh, no, it's okay because I don't live here. And she's like, where do you live? And we were like, Michigan. And she's like, why are you here? And so we had to explain that we were here for the UCLA-Utah gymnastics meet. But And there was somebody else, too. I forget where we were at. But it was just funny that people were like, why are you all the way out here? Like, why did you come here? But Utah is so beautiful and it's a place that's been on my bucket list i'm not even talking about gymnastics like Brittany and i like to travel and we like to experience new places new things new people and utah was on the top if not the very top of my list like of places i wanted to go gymnastics aside like i wasn't even thinking of going to a gymnastics meet like i personally i would like to go in the summer so we can go experience like some of the experience experience so we can go and experience some of the national parks we want to go to zion (laughs) but we gotta wait till the summer for that because i was not about to pack winter gear i didn't even bring a coat to this i was just like hopped on the plane with my sweatshirt sweatpants (laughs) tennis shoes good to go it was actually really nice there like the sun was out and it was like 40 degrees which is cold but it was like negative two when we left michigan (laughs) right so to us 40 degrees Kid you not, we were driving around with the windows down. Like, I got off the plane, got in the rental car, put the windows down, and I'm like, let's go. It was really nice. So, yeah, we drove through the mountains, um, going up to, like, Park City, like, that route, if you've ever been there. Um, Really nice, scenic view of the mountains. Yeah, we were pulling over and, like, taking all the pictures and the videos. (laughs) Looking like total tourists, but, But there was no shame because there was nobody around. Like, you occasionally would have a car pass you. 
But it's, like, not even embarrassing because there's, like, no one around to, like, judge you for doing what you're doing. Yeah. So. <laughs> it was uh, really nice. A nice little moment there. And everyone in Utah was just so, so nice, I feel like. Outside of the arena, we met Sean. So shout out Sean if you're listening to this. She's a lifelong Utah fan and just gymnastics fan in general. So it was super nice to just sit there and, like, talk with people about what it's like being, you know, a fan of such a historic, iconic program that is Utah, but also just being a fan of gymnastics. And everyone was just, like, so, so welcoming and so nice. Yeah, I think from start to finish, I mean, from going into Utah's gym and doing the little tour, interviewing Grace, and then... Oh, yeah, we didn't mention that. Yeah. Though there's also, it's not up yet, but there's going to be a little Grace, a little mini interview feature thing. Yeah. To Inside Gym YouTube as well. Stay tuned. But, yeah, from that, uh, you know, the meet and the people that we met there, um, Brenner's family is just so incredibly kind. Yeah, her grandma listens to the podcast, so if you're listening to this, (laughs) hi. (laughs) And thank you so much. The entire family was just so, so kind to us and so welcoming, and it really just made us feel like a part of the fam for a day. So we appreciate you guys so, so much. And of course, none of this would have been possible if it wasn't for Abby. So and this was actually the farthest out west that we've been. I mean, we've been down south. Like we've been to Texas and I've been to Florida and things like that. But as far as out west goes, this is the farthest that we've been from home. And I'm not going to lie, it was a little bit homesick during the trip. So it was nice to have the Brenner clan welcome us in to their family for the trip. <laughs> they adopted us for a day and we appreciate that. So I think that's all we had to say as far as gymnastics goes. Um, but we have a very special announcement. Yeah, we have one more thing for you guys that I have, I think maybe slightly hinted at in some episodes, if you listen carefully, I, so this is more like a personal thing. So if you're not here for like, if you're here for like just strictly gymnastics, you can X out at this point. Thanks for coming. (laughs) This is about like my personal life. I've talked about how I am getting my master's and I was going to Eastern Michigan University. I spent a year there and what I didn't really mention, or maybe I did at some point, honestly, I don't remember. I took a year off to explore my options. That's how I worded it to people. And by explore my options, I mean that I applied to the University of Michigan. <laughs> and and only the University of Michigan. There was no other exploring the options. There was literally no other exploring. There was nothing that needed to be explored. I just needed to apply and cross my fingers that I got in. And I received an email yesterday saying that I have been accepted. So I am <laughs> still processing and very, very shook by... Also so grateful to have the opportunity to go to the, in my opinion, maybe I'm biased, the greatest university in the world. And it's actually the number one social work program in the country. So that's a fact. You cannot argue with that. <laughs> but And social work is what the program that she's in. Yeah. So I am so happy. And I just wanted to share that with you guys. It's a really big thing that's happening in my life right now. And, and Michigan has been a dream school for, honestly, for both of us. But it's not an easy school to get into. It's also very, very expensive. And so don't ask me how I'm paying for this. <laughs> I am trying not to think about that. Because to be clear, I do not have money. So yeah. don't get that twisted. Well, and I was going to say too, I mean, I think just growing up, like we never came from a family that had a lot of money. And we also didn't have other people in our family that went to college. So we had no guidance. Like we were just pretty much on our own in this world trying to figure it out. And, and it didn't really seem obtainable. And obviously we don't have to go into like the 
story of our life. But we ended up going to college and, you know, for me personally doing a lot of transferring and trying to figure it out. Yeah. And for me, I remember I always said, I went to my undergrad, I did it at like a private college. I'm not even going to say where it was at because it's so small, <laughs> but it was a small private college and I literally told people that I'm only getting my associates and then I'm like done because I have no idea what I want to do. And then I ended up getting my bachelor's and then I ended up going to EMU for a year for my master's and something just didn't feel right. Like I feel like my, not to be cheesy, but I feel like my heart was leading me in another direction. And there was that part of me that was thinking like, why not go for it? You know what I mean? Like if you have this dream and you've always had this dream to go to the University of Michigan, why not just give it a try? Like what's the worst that can happen? So I really just like, took a leap of faith and I stopped going to school, which is kind of scary because I think, you know, obviously a lot of my future and my career depends on that. But I told myself that, you know, I can always, I can always go back, but you can never, you don't want to ever look back and regret not going for something because there's a little voice in your head that's telling you you can't do it. Mm -hmm. But for the first time in my life, there was an even bigger voice telling me that I could do it. So I did. And I've been accepted. <laughs> so, and we are so, so excited for Brittany. We, I mean, like everyone in our family and our friends. I mean, we know how badly that she wanted this. And well, I hope that the gymnastics community too, like anybody who's followed us for a long time on Triple Twist, like you guys know, <laughs> you guys know that we are like the biggest Michigan fans. And yeah, that was always my dream, but I always just didn't feel like I was good enough to do it. So um, I'm not trying to get emotional right now. I'm not going to, but I, I, I want to give you guys that update because I know a lot of you have followed us for so, so long. And there's been people that have encouraged us, people online that I've never even met or don't know who they are that have encouraged us to go for it. Um, and I'm talking like years ago. I'm talking like when I was 15 years old, people messaging me telling me that I should do it and I'd go for it. Um, and here we are. So all these years later. So um, a lot of the things that we do, I feel like wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for all of you guys supporting us and even just like opportunities that we get from, you know, whether it was our blog back in the day or this podcast, just wanted to take a moment to um, express gratitude for all of you because I really feel like you support us in ways that you probably don't even realize, even just people that message us and, you know, say positive, uplifting things that are just so random, but it means so much to us. Yeah, I just wanted to take a moment. I'm feeling very nostalgic and grateful today, so wanted to have that moment with you guys where I give you a little update on my life and something that's really important to me and means a lot to me. Um, and of course, say thank you to all of you for continuing to support us. So I think, I think that was it for this. Yeah, next week we, I don't know if we're going to have an episode next week just because this is a busy weekend for us. Again, we are recording this Friday at 10 in the morning and it's going up immediately after this. We're going to like whip it together not editing like we're just gonna throw it up and we have things going on the rest of the weekend so I'm like I don't know when I'm gonna be able to record another episode but we, we do have we do have an interview in the works um which will probably go up soon as soon as we do it and um we'll try and get back into our regular flow of you know recapping the weekend's worth of meets just lately we haven't really had much of an opportunity to watch everything so um, hopefully things will slow down here in the coming weeks, but thank you guys for listening. Thank you for dealing with this not so typical episode. <laughs> hopefully you don't mind. And we will talk to you real soon. Bye. Bye.